0: From across the comic book community multiverse, the Comic-Con Podcast begins now with your hosts, Justin, a.k.a. Nemesis Prime. If you give them the title of influencer, then that's that's giving them more power, right? That's how it is. Like, I'm a nobody. Listen, I'm a nobody. Zach, a.k.a. The Manimal. We talked about it for a full, I believe, seven
1: to eight minutes on an hour-long normal podcast for show. And you would have thought...
0: We set their house on fire with the backlash. hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Con Podcast, Season Three, Episode Thirty-Three. Recording this on August the Sixteenth. Your boys, Nemesis Prime, Milton the Manhole, of course. Um, Got to first give a shout out to our man out in uh, Grimsby, our buddy Jules, newest comic book community member. Yeah, shout out to Jules. Uh, good seeing him on the newbie verse uh, the other night. It's really making but, um, a name for himself for sure. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. So, um no community questions this week. I kind of forgot about it putting it up on the uh the Instagram. I kind of did it late, so unfortunately um nothing going on community-wise, but we do have a guest this week. And uh before we get into the guest, um, Mr. Manimal, how's it going today?
1: It's good, but it's you know, we're not we're no longer on the road either one of us back in our yeah. uh, our home offices, so to speak, recording. Studios. A bit more comfortable. Home studios. home studios. A little bit more comfortable <laughs> and professional than the the shabby show we put together last week. But uh, it didn't sound too bad, right? It wasn't too bad.
0: I haven't heard complaints from people. So, yeah. if, again, if, if it sounded bad because of my audio, you know, trying to stream off of a computer with no microphone and Zach in a hotel on Wi Fi, we were both right. on Wi Fi. So,
1: hotel Wi Fi too, which is always <laughs> garbage. Yeah, I yeah, you know.
0: So. I was hoping nobody was like, coming into the room I was recording as uh, my parents so you know yeah we always have those issues so uh again this week we do have a guest and um speaking of guests Zach did you know that we did a variant recently I, I heard
1: I heard that we did and it I was pretty it awesome. Really well too. Yeah.
0: yeah I think we uh we sold out of uh almost everything and we do have some copies left I think we did it with a with a partner uh, a little collab with um Someone met, named Mad Love Comics. So um, I think we have to bring on the guest that uh, you know, the man, the myth, the legend that helped us out on our Doctor Afra, Japes Archer uh, sketch gal- comic gallery, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it, it's I have him sitting right next to me here in the short box. But we have James from Mad Love Comics. How's it going, man? How you doing?
2: I'm doing well. How are you guys doing?
0: Good, bro. Um, Glad to have you. Fantastic. Yeah. I, so. I, I-
2: isn't the man, the myth, the legend said for those who have passed
1: already? Isn't
2: that? Mm, uh, no, is that when you're still alive?
1: I don't know. I mean like uh, I'm trying to think of I almost said Charlton Heston, but he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the like, Point made, point made. Who knows that the man, myth, and legends that are still out there alive for sure. <laughs> I'm doing yeah.
0: well. So uh I appreciate James coming on. You know, um him Happy and I'm having me yeah yeah no that dude thank you so much for coming on you know we're going to definitely get into everything you know mad love comics and art uh but before we kind of get into that you know make sure you go ahead and you know follow james you can find him right on instagram on the mad loves comics instagram check out the website madlovecomics.com and of course you can also sign up for the newsletter that gets you the first to know when all these amazing comics are dropping so Uh, Before we get into the retailer side of you, James, you know, give us a little bit background, you know, like, how long have you been collecting? What do you collect? And like, where did everything all start with comics for you? Oh, you make make me go back.
2: Um, Well, I'm actually I would consider somewhat new. I've been collecting comics and other miscellaneous items for probably 12 or 13 years um and then about five years ago uh i kind of did a a cleanse and kind of got rid of it i had some life changes come up and kind of got out of the game so kept a, a few of the things the statues the legos all that fun stuff and then a few years ago um a good friend of mine now i started getting into these covers that i'm doing and i was like i really like the art you know for me it was always you know when i was collecting before i was doing complete runs so I was filling in every single hole that I could. <laughs> I was buying. I, there was a joke. I got gifts from the uh, when Maui had uh, their first comic store open in over a decade. Uh, he gave me a few really nice statues as a gift because I literally was paying his rent every month, um, twice over. So okay. when I got back into it, I decided to really focus on the art and the artist. Um, about three years ago, I want to say um and then last year you know i always wanted to be a part of the community but never could really figure it out tried the my skill set is i'm a designer and a web developer so i was like helping other people with that and then middle of last year i decided you know what maybe i want to give my give it a shot um talked to a friend of mine who's a retailer and said you know i have this idea that you know there's so many retailers out there there's so many other people who are putting out great books <laughs> Um, but a lot of people are selling them. How do I differentiate myself from them? And, uh, that's kind of where I landed on, you know, there's a lot of artists around the world that I follow that have never been printed. Don't do prints or, you know, they're not published in any way. Mm-hmm. And either that's because, you know, that they're not interested in it or they would like to, but just haven't had the opportunity. Um, so the concept that I came up with is, well, why don't I look for artists from around the world who haven't been published um, or are unknown or smaller or want to do more, and that's kind of where it led into. You know what I'm doing now is is kind of focusing on publishing artists who are unknown in the hopes that they become known. So the goal for me, and I've had a couple uh, success stories so far, is that you know I find the, a future DC or Marvel artist you know, and I give them that opportunity because there's so many great artists out there, but the, the collector's world is usually so hyper-focused on these artists that are really popular. Mm -hmm. Um, and they make, they produce great art, but I think it kind of leaves this lack of diversity. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I, I landed on that last July. I took, um, took the next five months kind of Trying to figure out all the details. And then November of last year, the 27th, was the launch of my first cover, The Zatanna by Anna Marcano, who is one of those um, success stories where she yeah. has now done mm-hmm. um, five covers for World Tree, uh, the James Tinian book. So, yep. pretty proud of that. Um, but that's kind of how I came to be and kind of what my focus is. And yeah, that's about it.
1: Nice, That's nice. How do you go about? Like, I mean, what's so okay? You you have got your stable, so to speak, of artists right now. But how would you go if you were to start today? When like, you're like, you know, what I need to find someone new. How do you go about searching for these new artists? Like, do you have a pathway that you use typically, or like, what's your what's your method?
2: Uh, I scroll through ArtStation, Twitter, Instagram, follow rabbit holes of other people who are following me, who they're following. Um, and now it's gotten to the point where I have a, I have a few people that routinely send me, Hey, you should really publish this artist. And so okay. now a lot of it is kind of getting those messages and following up. Um, it used to be like when I, first, that's exactly how I did it the first time. I have a, a Google document that has um, links to artists that I want to reach out to uh, what their rates are, you know, all every bit of information I can find on them so that when I do reach out, you know, I, I try to look at the stuff that they publish and that have already have on their portfolio and then come to them and say, Hey, I'm really looking forward to do a cover of, um, I have one coming out of Jinx and I had just noticed that they had posted something. It said their favorite thing that they like doing is Jinx and I've always mm-hmm. wanted to do one. So I found it's easier to get through to those artists, um, you know searching for jinx and then finding the ones that want to do it
0: yeah and then for the people that don't know jinx is from the league of legends yes. um arcane series if you watched it on netflix very harley quinn kind of character but uh amazing and and james sent it to me or i think i i don't know can't remember if you posted it on instagram or you sent it to me i, I put it in the story. Yeah. okay so yeah, yeah. and I, it, it's amazing um and i love you know a lot of the artists that you do work with and tell the people that don't know who didn't pick up our variant and it's you know sad for you that didn't pick up uh, you know the collab between uh, James and us um what's the meat and potatoes like what's the in what's inside of the book you know so explain that to the people
2: yeah so when i when i set out i you know i'm not a writer in the pure sense of the word i knew i had to put it on a story you know there are other options out there uh, with other publishers where you can publish their cover you know publish a cover using their interiors but what was really important to me is that I knew what was on the inside of the books so that I could make sure that it aligned with what the artists were okay with. So a lot of artists I work with do the not safe for work variants, but I do have a few artists Anna being one of them who has no interest and doesn't want to. So I never asked them to. Um, so for me, it was, well, would I be comfortable putting her artwork, knowing she's not comfortable drawing that stuff on a book, that includes that. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So then it was, okay, well it went back to what my mission was, is getting more exposure. So then that led me down to um, they're basically artist portfolios. So they do the cover work and then they provide whatever artwork they want to have on the inside.
1: Um, So they pick what's kind of being highlighted in the meat of the book. Exactly. And, and because
2: it's, you know, I, I license, you know, they, they provide it basically, for me to use for the interiors. And I only use it in that way, gotcha. um, you know, the license that they grant me is only for interior artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use it in promos. I don't use it in future artwork. You know, they send me high res files. You know, it'd be easy to slap it on the cover and go, mm-hmm. oh, oops, sorry, no. <laughs> um, so then it was, it, it kind of goes back to that idea of promoting their work. So I know a lot of, of these books, a lot of people, you know, collectors, they don't want to touch them. Um, But in some cases where people, you know, have been very animate about wanting to see the insides. I've sent out a free cover here and a free book here and there and say you need to check out the inside because Mm -hmm. that's really where I think it shines. But then there's the other side of the, the art division, I guess you could division I'm trying to make myself sound bigger than one person.
1: Um, hey, one person can still be a division, man. Right? Don't, don't it's, sell yourself short. It's right. There's a lot so, of work going on over there. So you the Handles yeah. that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. So then I had a the Patricia. Madeline. What is it from uh, oh, split Patricia handles the. Yeah. Patricia. The, yeah, the Patricia. Selling uh,
2: books. I got to come up with let me. Google what the other names were. Um, <laughs> But then there's, you know, because I'm doing artists that have never been published or, um, you know, commercially, a lot of them didn't have a portfolio to go on the inside. So then it was, OK, well, what do I do then? So then it's the Mad Love cover gallery. So then I do the interiors are past work that I have commercially paid for. But then I did I tag or I, I label each piece of artwork with the artist who did it. So they're still getting the exposure if the book mm-hmm. is open. Um, the splash page on the inside of the, the book um, is all about the artist—a bio, a you know their handles and websites and their name and whatnot. So they're whoever's the cover artist, whether their interiors is on on the inside or not, is still being promoted. First thing out of the shoe. Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
0: And then and you're doing like and explain like the and you do different styles of art. Earlier covers, right? That's, yeah. Uh, so you're, you're I really, there's four different styles, I, I would say, or maybe. Oh, as far on. as like the variants. Um, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah so
0: it, it ranges
2: anywhere from, you know, I have the trade, I always have a trade and a virgin. Um, and then it goes into sometimes there's a lingerie on the topless and a nude. Um, those ones, because I do two books now, um, I i look at the productions of these books as kind of an art piece. Um, and so that, Kind of gives me you know I have the cosplay gallery books now as well mm-hmm. and then I'm looking at testing out a toy photography book um, talking to someone about that is basically because there's a lot of that's something I used to do as a hobby years ago is there's a lot of great toy photographers that create these amazing scenes and shoot them you know you mm-hmm. stormtroopers blowing yep. up all yeah. this other stuff, and putting that into a book because it's really an art book in a comic format. Um, so then if, if they aren't doing the, the variants that are not safe for work, I guess, or not safe for wife, not safe for work, <laughs> um, Life you know, even kids around,
0: yeah. <laughs> right? the kids around can't have that certain books. can't
2: exactly. Well, i I have three kids myself and, and none of them actually even knew what I was doing in, in the back corner of the house until like a month ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, just, they just really didn't care. sounds horrible actually. So, worded really poorly i think what you were yeah. doing in the back corner of the
0: house
2: well hey you know when you're trying to hide no i'm, kidding.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure yeah i mean yeah, hell yeah jeez if anybody came into that room with with uh you know no one can see james's background but i mean we, we've kind of gone over it it's got literally he's got every variant that he's ever done so far um and you started in what november you said right november november
2: of um yeah the end of november uh and then i've put out i'm still waiting on a few issues from the printer but there's um there are now 88 issues that have been released for either order or pre-order um in the last nine months
0: that's wow. just unbelievable well, have it's 10 just a crazy month
2: on average um because again it's about the art and the exposure for the artist so oh, if i could get the art and then hold on to it for three months because I only want to release a book mm-hmm. every two weeks or three weeks. But then that, what does that really gain for yeah. the artist? No, for yeah. sure. You know, and then I can't hire him again because I'm waiting to release the other one. So as soon as I get it, it usually goes out.
1: So how did you, So you, you know, you started with like the art prints. How did you kind of, because something else I think is really interesting and I, and I like about what you do is the, the cosplay aspect. Like how did you get into... How did you rotate to that and add that to like your portfolio, I guess, so to speak?
2: Well, that one I've always considered cosplay as an art form. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, I follow cosplayers. I've, you know, seen amazing photography work. Uh, the first, the first cosplayer I brought on board who, um, Angelina Cherniak's from the Ukraine who works in LA now as a, a designer for Riot Games. Um, it was, it was just, I guess I've just always been drawn to that really well done um, style of cosplay, you know, and that's really a big part of a lot of conventions is the oh, for sure. Cosplay. Mm-hmm. Well, these are, these cosplayers are putting out amazing work and usually it's trying to make a profit, trying to make a living from it. Mm-hmm. So for me, and then the cosplay books, one thing that a lot of people I think are slowly starting to realize is um it's typical that you might have a cosplay cover to an issue you know so you might have just a a, let's say harley quinn as a cover well it's still the same interiors as an art book right Uh well every cosplay book that i put out the cover is just a representation of all of the images inside so there's usually 20 pages full of additional images in that cosplay so if you're an ivy fan and you love the cosplay cover, I can pretty much guarantee that you're going to love every single page on the inside. So again, it's a portfolio for that cosplayer to show their work and hopefully get them more attention and more followers or more people buying their, you know, signing up for their Patreon page. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one thing I do is every, every artist and or cosplayer that I have published, if they have a Patreon page, I also support. Um, just to, mm-hmm. you know, encourage them. Kind of be a yeah.
0: part of it. And what's interesting about the, I like what's interesting about the cosplay side is unlike the artist side where whether it's digital or traditional art and you'd have like the trade, like what we've done with, with ours, with the, with the mm-hmm. Dr. Afra, there's the trade dress, there's the virgin, there's the topless, there's the nude. But with the cosplays, every cover is different. So it is. it's not like you're just getting, you know, you're not just doing, uh, like you said, like your, your first cosplay girl and, it's just all right. Well, the first one's gonna be her trade dress. And then the next one, you're just kind of removing the Mad Love Comics logo and it's the same book on the, you know, on the outside the inside. At least the outside, if you get the different variants, you're getting a different cover, which is nice because some of them I've seen have, you know, what I think some of them even have like five or six covers, right? Some of yeah, the, and, you've and, done it's like wild. It it's and and that's
2: you know, some of these cosplayers, um, sometimes they go trade and virgin where it's just the one image because of um, How big the photo sets are, Mm -hmm. you know, because if I, I try to keep my books at a minimum of 20 pages, including the covers, sometimes I'll go down to 16. But some of these cosplayers, when they when they put together these photo shoots, they give me 30, 40 photos. Wow. It's like I have a lot of options. So why not share them? And I try to make it to where if if it's on a cover, it's not on the interiors. So if I have five covers, my. I really, really try very hard to make sure that none of those five covers are in that book so Mm -hmm. that you never get kind of like a repeat or just filler or or whatnot. Um, I think I've stayed pretty close to that. Um, But yeah, it's, it's for me, it's just great to see the, the production that goes into these. I mean, there's, there's lighting, makeup, you know, costuming there's whole scheduling of studio time i mean they they really do it do it well and and one thing you know you mentioned with with the art side is you know that the not safe for work variants with like the topless mm-hmm. that's the one thing that i decided from the get-go is i'll never publish anything that's topless or nude mm-hmm. on the interiors or the exteriors when it comes to real people
1: yeah okay yeah 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 because, like the, the
2: cosplayers and stuff like yeah that. the cosplayers because you've now just you've removed the focus from the art of cosplay Mm -hmm. and now you're just selling soft porn is (laughs) yeah yeah you know so that's 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 the one biggest difference between the digital and traditional art covers that i do and the cosplay
1: do you get have you since you started doing this do you are you having any like cosplayers kind of reach out and be like hey i've seen your work i'd like to be yes in your book yeah Yes. That's awesome, man. So um, and there's there's there's
2: a handful of cosplayers I'm still trying to get through to. <laughs> um, you know, and so and and Angelina, the first one, I reached out to her on Patreon, and that area of this world was really hard to break into because you can imagine the kind of messages that these women get. Right.
1: Oh my god. The, yeah. the, the creepiness of it is kind right. of so it's is like, professional, not creepy. It yeah. took
2: me probably a month to figure out how I'm gonna write this to, to approach them. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, you start Knocked out on door. door. You know, like, <laughs> Hi, <laughs> excuse me. I'm not creepy, but can I buy yeah. your photos? Right. Um, you know, for Angelina, it was, it was joining her Patreon, subscribing for a couple months and then sending a message saying, Hey, I love your work. This is what I'm doing. Um, I'd love to show you an example. You know, what do you think? And she, um, she took a chance on it. Um, and then from, she's part of a, a whole bunch of ukrainian cosplayers there's like nine of them and then it just kind of grew from there Mm -hmm. um and now there's uh it's into russia um and even just like the art side i have people sending me links to cosplayers going hey you should really reach out to this person
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um the the cosplay ones are nice because you can get them produced a lot faster you know art commissions take time Mm -hmm. Cosplayers, a lot of these ones are work that's already been completed um so it's just going through and making sure the photos are edited correctly or if it fits and and kind of just communicating back and forth some use translators in order to communicate um so that's always fun but it's uh yeah it's it's been it's been an interesting thing a lot it, i don't it's starting to pick up it wasn't mm-hmm. that big of a a lot of people didn't know how to what to think of it right
0: it's um, different, I think, for also for the cosplay, and which is, it's good because, you know, I go to shows, Zach goes to shows. We've all been to cons, right? You know, we've whatever, New York, San Diego, terrific on Baltimore, whatever it is, right? And you see the cosplayers there, and they have a booth, and they're dressed up, and they typically sell like what? They'll either sell like maybe a calendar if they're really popular, yeah, or like prints. Prints, yeah. And it's right. like, yeah, you're gonna buy, you're gonna spend ten to twenty dollars for one picture when you know you can go on your site and you can buy like a comic portfolio of that cosplayer and it has multiple you know again 16 maybe 20 photos of them which is cool to to check out one and then also it'd be it'd be nice to like you know if i was really interested in a cos certain cosplay you know girl or guy whatever bring that comic to them have them sign it, and have it slabbed and i would you know have it done by cgc and then i would have it like up on my wall whether it'd be yeah. like a star wars character or harley or you know x23 or whoever like and i think that's better than you know just having like one piece of paper that's like hey this is a photo of me signed you yeah. know there's options right.
1: for collectors right
2: yes yes well and that, that that was actually part of the original concept is and I, I you know all my digital the art side of it i typically limit everything to 50 copies or less mm-hmm. um with the cosplay ones at the beginning i was limiting it to a hundred so that I could give the cosplayer 20 or 25.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask you to that. have yeah, at a yeah.
2: convention still stay sense, right? my, yeah. my print run. Um, because that's really important to me. And, but then give them something to sell or to, you know, to have at their booth because you are right. There's most cosplayers don't really have that much. You know, a lot of people, you know, I guess their expectation is even if they have a booth, they're either there with another publisher or, a comic book company and they're signing the books that they're put on the cover. Um, but if they have their own little booth and they're doing your own thing, really, they're just taking photos. And like you said, a calendar or a print. And, you know, this was kind of more of a very professional, well done art gallery of their work in the hopes that they would eventually get out and put them at conventions and
1: mm-hmm. whatnot. So that was kind of part of the
2: original concept.
1: Yeah, no, it's a great idea. How do you, how do you decide like, what's your, what's your method in terms of, are you going to go back and forth? Like, okay, art, now cosplay art, no cosplay. Oh, I did a couple arts. I got to do a cosplay. Uh,
2: I just get it when I get it. Yeah, I put okay. it out when I get it. No, so, no like, rhyme just, or reason, just what comes. It's just what comes, yeah. you know, and, and I know a lot of people have artists that I have, you know, I have schedules with them and a lot of the other retailers, they have these schedules that want to do one, do covers and this and that. And for me, it's like, if I get it, I want to share it. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I negotiate now, last weekend I released six cosplay issues at once wow. because I started really backing up on all of these. Cause really I have right now I could do 80 cosplay issues with what I have right now. All different photo sets. So I've gone kind of gone all in. And it's <laughs> mostly because you know the art's taking a while, but I have I have yeah. you know. I have one art uh, duo, brother duo, that's doing a um, kind of a Bruce Timm Batman animated series style cover using the women DC rogues galleries. Mm-hmm. Um, but then each cover is going to be one character, but they're going to be connecting covers. But you don't have to buy all of them and, or put them in any particular order for them all to connect properly. So they're doing the background in such a way that you could, Mm-hmm. put one last or one first hmm. and it would still connect uh um, that's cool i have a burlesque series i have an original character that just came out that i'm working on the storyline to. um but she's a 1950s burlesque dancer that dreams as if she's in other fandoms so really you're going to have a like first one uh teaser is a, a, imagine a burlesque style queen amidala because she's dreaming as queen amidala or hmm. um you know, so that's kind of, I've always loved burlesque as a style. So that's coming up. So it, developing those things just take a while. So usually the cosplay stuff is a lot easier to, to get out there.
0: And being that you've done, you know, the art side for the art and, you know, and people know this from, from listening to the pod, the people that listen to this podcast for many, many past two and a half years, I'd say I've, I'm the art guy. Zach's the story guy. We always, we always say that. I always say that whether Zach says it or me, So and you know, obviously you're big into art, so I I gotta ask, you know, being either traditional or digital, um, this is kind of like a two-part question. Which one of these covers is your favorite? And which one of them as is like your is the one that like can't believe how well it did? The surprise hit.
2: Yeah. Well, they're the surprise hit, I it's easy. That that was fighter Gwen.
0: That was oh, that just was, that was, and,
2: and the interesting thing about that is um you know a lot of people follow me, they already know that I work pretty closely goblin collectibles as a retailer. Um, and I work closely hand in hand with him. And we've shared art, we've shared concepts, we shared this, and for him, he was so backed up with what he had, he's like, Hey, do you want this as a cover? Here's the art cost, and I paid the cost, and I put it out actually the night that I landed in my in Rome uh, at the beginning of the year. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll just put it out there, and we'll see where it goes. And I, the fact that I'm still being asked about that cover just floors me. You know, it makes me go, oh man, I wish I hadn't limited it to only fifty. <laughs> like, Until I go back and no. Um, so then it was Ivan Talavera, who's the artist, who's super busy. Uh, recently did this the Black cat, which has also done really well. Um, but then starting next month, he's actually going to be a monthly. So that's that's been a process since end of January to kind of get that artist, um, mm-hmm. on a regular, uh, my favorite cover. And I think, I, um, will always be the first one I put out is Zatanna um, by Anna, um, mm. mostly because of, for one, she was the first artist that took a chance. I messaged 50 artists within that first month, trying to get a response. And she was the first one to do it. Um, she had never published or done any commercial work published work hadn't even thought about doing comics and she just did an amazing job and i think because of that cover the momentum right off the bat was really nice to have um Mm. favorite cosplay cover is going to be the ivy cover um by angelina triniac so far um and then i do traditional artwork so i also do um traditional covers where i work with artists who draw it traditionally mail it to me i professionally scan it so i can color match it and mm-hmm. i produce it as a cover um and there's an ivy by um Renato oak that i haven't published yet but his first ivy for me av- of published books would be one of his IVs. um mm-hmm. this is the backside shot um which was the first one i did so those are the did that answer the question
0: yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, I, for sure. I, I remember. I mean, anytime you post anything, you know, I, I remember um, the artist. Like when you're when you're saying it and, and the cover. So, and I, yeah. you know, it's crazy. And it's obviously, you know, we've done again. We we've collabed with a cover. You know, a few months ago with the with the Afro dropping it. You know, for for around May the fourth. And I remember just scrolling through Instagram, and I just remember seeing your name and just seeing the Zatanna cover, and I'm like, this is amazing. And my one friend who's who lives out in Kansas city. And he's purchased a lot of stuff from you as well. Um, we always flip back and forth, you know, sending each other messages of like, check out this cover or whatever this, you know, incentive variant or exclusive variant. And him and I saw it and we literally sent it almost within like five minutes of each other and didn't realize. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't even know what this is, but Zatanna is like one of my favorite characters in, in the DC universe, excluded from like the bat family. And I yep. was just like, i started following you. I remember buying that one and, you know, and it's been, I picked up several, so many since, you know, and it's just unbelievable. Like, I wish I had the money to buy more. That's obviously what a lot of people say. Right. Um <laughs> right. But there's I always tell them so I can feed my addiction, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just feed them. more. But yeah, between, you know, like Anna, uh, Lane, uh, mm-hmm. Ivan, there's so many, you know, I, you, anybody for the people that are listening, please, you know, go check out, james's website like madlovecomics.com is there's just so much um you know even ones that uh you know that that have sold super well that are so different like and that's the one thing that's that that's i love about that what you're putting out is like one style like anna's yeah. style is not like like japes like for mm-hmm. what we did for afro or like Land's style like with like the uh the magic or uh, i think emma frost like Then you have other ones that are just way out there. Like, um, I remember what I was like, I had one by a guy named Aiden. mm
2: -hmm. I'm always, I'm a big Bruce Tim fan and his style. Well, there's artists out there that have very similar styles. You know? Mm -hmm. So I put out that princess Leia one was very Bruce Tim inspired. And and I kind of go back to, if I, if I would want to collect it, then that's what I'll put out. Mm -hmm. And I collect things all across the board as far as styles or, um, characters you know so it's like why be limited to any particular style or artist when there's just so much out there
0: Uh oh absolutely
1: yeah i i I like that as well um, oh Oh, no i was just saying to kind of agree with justin i i like how you can go on your website and there's something for everyone there's not like it's not like hey here's 50 battle damage books or something like that. You know, I mean, there's like, there's so many different styles. It's like, you know what? That's not for me, but that is, this is, this isn't, you know I mean? There's really just like a plethora of options and, uh, and that's not even like, I just think it's really cool what all you've done. And I'm excited honestly, you know, about the, the toy thing. I think that's awesome as well. Like, so, Hey, here's some art print, here's some cosplay, check it out. Here's some toys that are like, you know, and awesome Character or like set up in whatever like sh- events or something. I think that's really cool. Just like the variety that you produce out there. So,
2: well, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's um, for me. It's about having fun. It's appreciating the art, comic books I've collected. So that's kind of why I picked the medium that I did. um You know, I still get the questions. You know, why you? Know, what's a comic book? Define a comic book like <laughs> well, there's not a story, but there's a there's a story behind why I do it. I guess that could be. Mm-hmm. They got to figure out how to write that out.
0: Yeah, I remember when we, when I did uh, our exclusive on Whatnot and I was selling it, and they were like, Well, what issue with Dr. Raffer this is? And I was like, <laughs> Not Marvel, and it's not an issue. Well, just <laughs> like, to, to me
1: as well, when he was like, Hey, look, this is what we want to do. This is what, or let's do this. And I'm like, well, wait, I don't understand what you're saying. So, what's in the middle of it? What's inside the book? And so,
2: well, and that's part of a conversation a lot of people have, and, and really ultimately, in this world of collecting, very few people ever open it.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course, I, so I, listen. I used to be have... a big Zenoscope fan. Like yeah. I used to buy all those exclusives from all those different, co- you know, everybody, Ali Garza, you know, Sabine Ranch, everybody, yeah. right? Tyndall, everybody. I never opened up the book, not the exclusives. Yeah. Like I wasn't paying twenty to fifty to a hundred dollars for like those covers to open them yeah. up to read. I will mm-hmm. just get the regular book, right. read that, the, the reader copy, or the digital copy. You know, yeah, yeah exactly get the digital oh all my all my zenoscope stuff it would come back nine eights i was never never touching that (laughs) right yeah it's for the art exactly (laughs) totally so um before we switch over to some articles i just want to ask one one question and and then zach can can ask one question before we get to some some comic book stuff um do you get here's obviously this is a big one do you get any hate from what you do like any backlash no i have not yet i have not and and i don't know well i know i say that and now you're going to get something like next week it's <laughs> just like open <laughs> well, the I door guess, i least.
2: guess I, I nothing are you i guess it depends on which side of the aisle you're talking about
0: i mean like do people like hit you know i guess message you and been like well you, you, you there's too much too many booby books or too many you know like no, oh, the only thing that I get like.
2: is they, they hate that I won't publish topless or nude cosplay books.
0: That's mm-hmm. like the
2: biggest push that other people <laughs> have been trying to get. But me yeah,
1: you explained I mean, yourself. I guess not really
2: hate. Yeah, that's fine. Not... I know I can make a lot of kill- it's, you know. It's I'm just getting,
1: desperation, get, is what it is. Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, I, it, and for me, even with like the the topless and nude, I don't do lewd, so I don't mm. do anything that's
1: suggesting
2: outright sexual. Yeah, you know, mm. in, in that sense. So for me, you know, it's always this the the tease of it is always more of a draw than outright everything out there to be you know to show to be shown or to be seen um you know so i'm always erring on the side of classy and sensual versus outright just in your face (laughs) you know there's enough of that stuff on the internet art or not art um you know so i try to keep it you know class like if if, you know my mom's an art major and, and she knows what i do and you know, she's like, she's offered to come help me pack when I've gotten like really behind. I was like, mom, you know, because I'm still in my mind, a little kid compared <laughs> to her, but I was like, you know, that half these books are either nude or topless. She goes, well, yeah, it's art. Like, mm. but she's an art history major. You yeah. know? So yeah. like, I, some people um, you know, if you think about it, there's more nudity in a museum than in one of my books. Mm.
0: There's
2: yeah. even more Aggressive sexual scenes hanging up on museum walls. never mm-hmm. That's that's kind of my hand response to that. If it ever comes down,
0: yeah, it's the truth though, absolutely the truth. Um, Zach,
1: yeah. So okay, uh, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. What what that you haven't? What character or what do you want to do that you haven't done yet? Like what's the what's the pie in the sky right now for you in terms of whether it's. A, a cosplay person you want to work with specifically that you haven't got around to or a character that you haven't done yet or something like that.
2: Uh, the one cosplayer I'm trying to hunt down and get in contact with is Kalinka Fox. Uh, okay. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her.
0: No, I'm going to have to Google it now though. Yeah,
2: Look her up and and um, yeah. Uh, People
0: listening are probably like,
2: you
1: don't know her? And, sorry. <laughs> I, know. I don't really know a lot of...
2: Uh, Kalinka cosplayers. Fox is, is probably my top cosplayer that i would like to sign to to bring on board as as a future issue Um, but from what i'm told because i do work with other cosplayers who know her um she's very reserved and very quiet so and, and very hard to get a hold of so that's that as far as characters if i'm being honest i would love to do more issues outside of females Okay. I don't want to be just in this booby books, I guess is what you call them, or the female or you know, the male gaze type of books, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. Like I did one, I did four issues, uh a universal monsters one, um, which you know isn't my demographic at this moment, but I would actually like to grow the demographic of stuff outside that. Mm-hmm. Um characters i mean i've done so many um i like to do the obscure ones um i do uh, i have a dd Dee Dee twins coming up that's kind of fun um dd twins is from the batman which series was that um, beyond yeah yeah batman beyond yeah they're the the granddaughters of harley Quinn. remember <laughs> them? yep Dee Dee twins that's cool um, so finding stuff like that I, oh uh nora freeze oh that's kind of the cover i want to do so i'm trying to find the right artist for that um but yeah just anything that i haven't done yet which is quite a bit
0: and i think and like zach said it before and i said it before you know when you go down your website there there is something for everybody Mm -hmm. whether it's you know comics marvel dc you know obviously i don't think you've done anything indie yet i can think of right um uh, that
2: one you had to be a little careful with uh um, like
0: vampirella there's some vampirella oh
2: yeah right. yeah that's right
0: that yeah one. yeah
2: that one was a little iffy to put out there uh lady death is one um
0: yep okay Which
2: i won't touch with foot pole without brian Polito's uh blessing but nice i have car. uh had talked to him a couple times so who knows where that might go i want to do a a cosplay gallery uh featuring lady death um yeah but I got to get his blessing and sign off and agreement and all that stuff. Um, and then there was, I just had, oh, more anime characters.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. More, you, you're into yeah. the gaming thing. You're into the anime thing. So, yeah. Like you have the, um, what the hell's her name from Jury from Street Fighter, which yep. did, which is, oh God. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Um, Zelda, Pokemon. See, Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. One, yeah. I'd it, love to see like A boy.
2: and. message and they say i want this character i'm like okay
0: (laughs) write it to the list yep so good so yeah i mean you're that's crazy you've done 80 since you know over 80 in not even a year's time which i think is absolutely amazing especially for you know for someone that's never had like a background in doing all that like you literally just started it you created it and then boom you know like you said you you started out with zatanna and they're coming out you know, every week now I see like you're posting on Instagram and I'm like, oh God, I want to pre order this. What and do I'm you like, have planned? Hey. Hey. Sorry, yeah, this is a quick I mean, question. My, oh, sorry, my go ahead. I have
2: background there. in web development and graphic design. I've laid out books for publishers and mm-hmm. um, authors and magazines and whatnot. So that's really helped being able to put these together the right way. Um, and I also, you know, with the support of, of the friends that I've made along the way, buying all their books in the past it's kind of been helpful. So I was already kind of part of that community. So I definitely had a lot of help along the way.
1: Mm. That's cool. What do you got planned for the year, the first year, like the anniversary of the first issue?
2: Uh, Anna Marcana is going to do another Zatanna. Oh,
1: Justin, I can just see him (laughs) like he's, he's dying. And and I'm
2: actually, Oh, that's, um, I was planning on making a trip to Argentina where she lives. Mm. Buenos Aires is um a couple hour flight for her. I was gonna do um in November because that's the best time of year, but then to bring a whole bunch of books to have signed by hand. And now that I think of it, it, might be a good time to release that one year anniversary book or have it with me and already published or printed.
0: Mm. So that I can signed. get that
2: one signed yeah. as well. Cause I saved a handful of the original Zatanna's to be signed at one point. So that's probably going to be the one year thing. So it's going to be a redo of Zatanna.
1: That's cool, man. Not
2: a redo. I I mean, it's, it's hard to top it. Um, But yeah, so that she's on board for that. So that'll be the next, the one year mark.
0: Zatanna 2.0. All
2: right. If she's not too busy.
0: Well, yeah, I know she's been, she's been blowing up and I, I, again, I think that's all thanks to you and, claim to fame right you know you're gonna you're gonna find these artists who are you know just on instagram just on tiktok on deviant art art station wherever and they're gonna, they're gonna blow up somehow and i think anna's like prime example i mean every everything that anna's done for you has been amazing like
2: yeah and and what she's done for others as well yeah uh, Bird city comics the world tree stuff um yeah she's just uh you know, I always say my job's easier. The people who create this art just make it easy for me.
0: Yeah, it's wild. So, um, other than talking with James tonight on literally, could spend probably two hours talking Mad Love comics <laughs> and all the exclusives and just all the background stuff. Uh, let's just kind of uh, let's get into some quick articles before we get out of here. Um, obviously, we are still in the midst of we've been saying it every week. Um, you know, no movie, no comic book, no TV news because of the writers strike, the actors strike, whatever is going on. So there's always comic book, but that's the best thing because we are a comic book podcast. So yeah. um, coming over from Marvel.com, this actually was just published on the 15th. So Wolverine has the ultimate showdown with his arch nemesis um, in Sabretooth War. So writers, Benjamin Percy and Victor Valentin uh, Valini. Team up with artists Corey Smith and uh, Gerard Shaw for the most violent story Wolverine has ever told. So coming out in January is going to be the Sabertooth War, a 10-part epic coming, starting in issue number 41. That's going to culminate to the landmark 50th issue of Wolverine. Um, you know, we've seen Wolverine in all over Krakoa, and it's time to have Wolverine fight Sabretooth in this, you know, it's one of the longest ongoing feuds, the yin and the yang right there. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure my man, Manimal is super happy and excited for this one. I mean, I, I haven't really, there's, there's always been some good, I'd say good and not great, but the Wolverine story arcs and his ongoing series. Um, this one, I think will culminate something that has been since the beginning. We've seen it in movie format and we've seen it in cartoon format. And now this is, Something that I think that's gonna be extremely well, very well done with the writers and the artists that are on this book. Um, Zach, yeah. you know, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about this. I mean, one before like there's so many things to talk about here. Like Benjamin Percy has crushed it in terms of he's writing Wolverine, he's writing X Force, and now he's also writing Ghost Rider. So I'm really, really digging what Benjamin Percy's been doing. Um, I talk about this a lot when we talk about like, you know, the X-Men showing up in the MCU and in the over like saturation of Wolverine somewhat that we've had over, you know, for a long time with Marvel in a way, but the Krakoa age has actually done really well. I felt like with dialing back the Wolverine where for, you know, years and years you had almost every story had to have Wolverine in it. But with the Krakoa age, we have so many titles and Wolverine really only shows up in his own title and in X-Force for the most part. And I think that does, it just makes his title or his story so much stronger and it makes the rest of the X-Men titles as strong as well. And yeah, you know, this article goes on to talk about since the beginning of the Krakoa Age, we haven't seen anything with Sabretooth and Wolverine. And you know, Krakoa Age started with all mutants come live on this island, everyone will live happily ever after together. And so, as like a X-Men fan, you're like, There's no way <laughs> Wolverine and Sabretooth on an island together. And so what did they do? They took Sabretooth off the board like immediately and threw his ass in the pit. So we've had a really good storyline with Sabretooth coming out of the pit, Victor Laval writing um the Sabretooth mini-series, and there's been a lot of like hints that Sabretooth is actually kind of forming his own little mutant community as well. And it's supposed to play play into the whole Krakow age as well. And uh the showdown will be great. Uh, I can't mm-hmm. wait to see it. Um, all these characters are, these two writers also have like a, a tendency to write a little bit of horror. Uh, Lavelle wrote a lot of like, um, it's no, what does he say? Percy goes on to call him a horror head and a giant comics nerd. So I can't wait to see this. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm really pumped. I love the covers that kind of have the vibe from, um, was it like Wolverine, volume three or something, uh written by like oh, the Jason the Jason Aaron stuff when mm-hmm. uh when he I think they were going to war with each other. I think that's when Wolverine decapitates Sabretooth at one point in that um that storyline. So
0: yeah, it's been a while. Like it's been I, a minute I Yeah. I mean I can't gone. think of the last time I saw Sabretooth. I mean I don't I know I'm not as a huge uh X Men fan like you, but yeah with Sabretooth has definitely been gone for a while, I guess, and uh, you know we're finally going to see him a little bit. So, yeah, I like um, they they uh, say
1: something here. Uh, what does he say? Uh oh man, they mentioned they mentioned something about like Sabretooth comes in and he's going to do. Uh, oh, here we go. It's a war decades in the making, and it kicks off when Sabretooth revives a deadly tradition with some of um, Logan's loved ones in the crossfire. So if you if you're familiar, on every every year Sabretooth hunts down and kills someone that Wolverine loves on his birthday. And so that's kind of been like a tradition that has kind of moved away from. And when I read that line, I got chills a little bit. I was like, Ooh, Mm. so that'll be cool, man. All right. I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah. So that starts in uh, January with Wolverine 41, like I said, going all the way until issue number 50 with uh, I'm sure some crazy, hopefully an outcome that is actually worthy of Wolverine and uh, Sabretooth. So so, uh there's not much movie news and I feel like this is going to be fun to talk about, but um you know, there's this big rumor around Deadpool 3, right? We mm-hmm. all know. There is tons of people that are going to be cast, tons of people that are going to be showing up. There's this big rumor that Taylor Swift is going to be showing up as Dazzler. Um James smiling already over there. <laughs> I heard, um, heard that rumor. Do what do we, you know, like again, She's I, I want to go to James actress. first. Yeah. Ugh. I want to go to James first, James, what are your thoughts on seeing Taylor Swift and in the, on the big screen as Dazzler? Do you think it's something that should be done? I, 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 I'm one of those people that
2: I don't pass judgment. I mean, Mm. it's, it's hard. I mean, how many times have people passed judgments on actors or actresses in the past? that end up giving us just performances that go down in history, Mm -hmm. you know? So, Will it be good? I mean, it's always can it be good? Yes. Could it be bad? Yes. It's it's kind of hmm. hard to say. But it was it was a very interesting headline to read. Um, Taylor Swift as Dazzler, and I I guess visually I could see it, um, but you know I, it's hard to say on whether that's going to work or not. I I just I don't know. It's it's hard. I don't like to pass those judgments.
0: Hmm. But I feel like for the most part, I think any any singer could play Dazzler. I just think yeah. it's interesting to have someone who, again, it's going to be a cameo from what they're saying, but you know, this makes all the the T Swift fans run out and <laughs> become comic fans now, all of a sudden, oh, right? I mean, like that's how you know, Disney,
2: really- Disney might be just be trying to get a new, you know, pandering pandering is that the right word? Um, trying to draw you know a, a bigger box office sale oh. from the the Swifties, you know, from the
1: Swifties,
0: <laughs> yeah. I have a daughter. Uh, that's why I figured. Yeah, I didn't want to. <laughs> sure, you either boy or girl. If you had a girl, I'm sure she's into Taylor Swift. Uh, my wife, she saw Swift with her sister earlier this year, and that, you know, that, that yeah, happens, she... right? That's everybody. Yeah,
2: she prefers Avril Levine, to be honest.
0: Okay, I'm a Levine fan.
1: You know what? I'm a <clears throat> I'm gonna be honest. I, I'm a I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Like, I don't own any of her music, but like, there are some songs that I actually genuinely like and are very oh, catchy. Yeah. Like. She is talented. To say otherwise, yeah. whether she's your type cup of tea or not is d is, is wrong. But I have that favorite T Swift song. Yeah, yeah. There's all everyone's got a favorite <laughs> yeah. T Swift song. That's for sure,
0: dude. Playing in your playing in your headset at the gym. It's on one of your playlists. <laughs> yeah. Don't lie.
1: As you're like hitting your max rep on the bench <laughs> press, right? Um,
0: Zach, like, what do you think about all this? Like, you know, we always talk rumors, we talk spec. Yeah. You know, is this is this a, you know, especially for us, like, is this, and especially the comic book collecting market, is this good? This is bad. You know, what do you think?
1: So I didn't think of it in terms of the, who it would bring to the comic book market, but, but the same, the same time you bring this, the Swifties just for a little bit, they're not going to stay. So I don't know. I, I love Dazzler as a character. Dazzler is an amazing mm-hmm. character who has amazing potential visually and as a character and her power set is very interesting and powerful. So when you said cameo that makes me upset right right out the gate like let's give her a little bit more time i would love to see dazzler she's one of those characters we haven't seen live action really um but you know when you you and i talked about this offline like deadpool 3 there's so many rumors right i mean uh-huh. electra jennifer garner supposed to be in there as Electra, which i think that's actually a fact but you know some of this makes me think and i was telling you that ryan reynolds could be trolling all of us which would be in his character to do so right like hey this is what's this person's gonna be there, this person's gonna be there and i've never been a big fan of like the the cameo like mm-hmm. i want substance if you're gonna put a character in there have a substance have a purpose for them have a good story because if not it's throwaway, and then you can't use them down the line mm-hmm. because it just doesn't work that way so and then i guess finally as taylor swift I, she's acted in a few things and she, she's not the best actress. That's not to say like, like James said that she couldn't pull off a great performance, but um, I mean, no, I'm not, but mm-hmm. I, I would prefer not to have Taylor Swift as dazzler.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I don't know if you saw this, this rumor too. I read it this week that uh, Jillian McMahon coming back as Dr. doom, in deadpool i don't know if you saw that uh, i didn't post but... oh yeah so that like there was a post that i feel like it's like all the 20th century fox movies like everybody who is anybody is going to be that's showing what up he's doing just... yeah maybe that's what he's doing like killing off that universe killing Chris off Evans is,
1: is human torch would be cool
0: yeah
2: <laughs> maybe they're high-end but... deadpool kills the marvel universe is yeah part of the story
0: yeah basically that's that's basically what i've seen and then i think like uh, what was another rumor that Ian, uh, Ian McDermott, right? That's his name, or no, Ian. Who's McKellen. the guy who plays Magneto? McKellen. McKellen, come coming back, and like he would be Magneto, and then you'd have Wanda in there, and there would be like this father daughter thing. Like, just, yeah, it's all I've confusing.
1: Also, and... I've also heard Hugh Jackman's uh, trying to make sure he gets in Secret Invasion. hmm. That's is an older is... X23
0: it's weird how like all this stuff is happening and like, there's nothing going on with like the writers or um, actors and actresses. All of a sudden we have all these rumors and it's just a lot.
1: Oh, the other big, the other two big ones I'm seeing, um, I found a list here. The other two big ones that I have heard a lot is the, which is kind of spiking on books too, is the Cassandra Nova. Mm -hmm. That Cassandra Nova might be in there. And then also that uh, Channing Tatum's finally going to get his role as Gambit. And so much so that they even said he's going to be in like his full
0: purple armor and trench coat outfit. Yeah. So I read about that too. Yeah. Something we haven't seen in forever. That's the, that, um, back to the T Swift. Uh, um, James, do you have a Dazzler in the works? Right, I wrote down, I wrote it down. <laughs> I was going to wonder. Yeah. You do have she a couple, couple cool. X
1: Men. You have a cool, you have what? I saw Phoenix, Magic, I saw Psylocke, and, Phoenix, and I Magic,
2: a couple silox Um, Emma Frost, I think I saw Emma Frost. Um, I have another one in uh, Nishan who did the Padme and the Power Girl. Two Padmes. I have an Emma Frost by him that's done. I've always been a DC guy, so usually the Marvel side of it, I go with whatever people ask for. You know, because a lot of you know the one side of, of working with artists who are not established yet is you never know how they're going to be received. Um as far as, you know, sales and, and, you know, the overall, and and thankfully I have a full-time career so that this is kind of a passion project and I don't necessarily have to like make sure that it goes a certain way in order to put food on the table, Mm
0: -hmm. which has
2: given me a lot of freedom in putting out whatever the heck I want, regardless of how well it sells. Um, You know, but I work in the the more well-known and I have some, you know, I have a verbal agreement from, um, Carla Cohen, Don Teague said to reach out to her at the beginning of the year, Ebas um tentatively, you know, so I'm trying to find those well-established artists only mm. to bring attention to the unknowns and mm. to be able to hire more, you know, unknown artists um, in between all of them. So um, usually when it comes to Marvel, it's like, hey, you should do this cover. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's go, let's do it.
0: Simple enough. Well, hopefully we'll see a dazzler soon from someone amazing. Um, let's kind of just finish it out with, of course, what we, uh, always finish out with. What are we currently reading? Um, Zach, now that we're back, I know it's Wednesday, everything dropped today. Did you get a chance to read anything yeah. good, bad?
1: Oh yeah. Um, a couple honorable mentions, uh, you know, I, I read this but and I didn't realize it. I picked up I'm sure you probably picked it up the Penguin Zero issue, mm-hmm. but it was kind of a they'd already printed that. That was in one of the Batman issues, right? Like I already read that story.
0: Yeah, it was weird. I, I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on it. I was like, I started reading it and I was like, this seems Yeah,
1: it's it's old. I think they reprinted um I couldn't tell you what it was from because I'd read that whole story before where mm-hmm. Catwoman like goes after looking for his kids or whatever.
0: But it's Um, interesting for people that don't collect the Batman, even though you probably, if you're reading, if you read that or if you bought that, obviously I'm sure you've read it before and it sets it up for the the penguin number one, which um, I'm excited about. I'm actually, yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm looking forward to penguin. So, Um, so honorable mention to that, honorable mention to uh, the contest of chaos, which is kind of cool. There's a, there's like an annual. So it's like, we always talked about annuals and like the purpose of them, but sometimes Mm -hmm. when there's a, like a theme and a story, they have a bunch of the annuals coming out right now, all coming from like Agatha Harkness and like the Scarlet, Witch annual that started off And each book is almost like two heroes against each other. And the first one was annual Spider-Man and it was Wolverine versus Spider-Man. Second one was uh, Iron Man that just came out and it was storm versus Iron Man. And they're all kind of leading up to this one storyline and they're, you know, with Agatha and like the, the dark hold and stuff like that. And they're, they're pretty fun. They're, they're kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm.
0: But I was wondering because oh, they, yeah. they have that for the Spider Gwen annual that's coming. It's like Spider Gwen yeah. and uh I think next White week's Fox?
1: Fantastic Four. Um I think next mm. week is the one that's coming out is yeah, the Fantastic Four. There's gonna be a Moon Knight versus Ty Tai or what I couldn't tell you how to pronounce that. But yeah, there is the Spider Gwen one as mm. well. I think it's gonna okay. be like nine or ten total. So all right.
0: I was wondering why, yeah, why they were doing it or what
1: was this. Um, and then I think my pick of the week is going to be Daredevil number 14, man. Um, the end of Chip Zdarsky's run on Daredevil, mm-hmm. which has been amazing. This run, the run prior to this, um, I'm so sad to see him move on from Daredevil because it's been so, so good. And, uh, this is a really strong issue with very little Daredevil. Um, of course, and 13, he quote unquote dies, but of course, Daredevil is not going to stay dead, but, um, <laughs> So you kind of get a glimpse into what's going to occur in the future with daredevil. And you see Electra has, you know, really taken in and she's now that the daredevil in like, you know, hell's kitchen and everything. And mm-hmm. kind of just a view into what we'll see in the daredevil universe moving forward. But awesome, awesome run by Chip Zdarsky. If you haven't read it, you should, you should pick it up for sure. So that's my pick of the week.
0: Awesome. Well, you took two of mine, so I got to, drop off too um for myself uh i gotta do some hot garbage okay spider-man 11 the origin like of spider boy and it's just i don't the know I can't, of that's I, been crap man. yeah i just can't buy into this spider boy thing like yeah. i mean it's you read it it's very he, you know he's like some creature and he gets trained by spider-man and daredevil and then he's in all the t- tales from like the early amazing spider-man run with like the fantastic four and then he's mm-hmm. his sidekick and that's the whole point is like now he's trying to be a sidekick. And we've talked about this before. Like DC is the world of sidekicks, yeah. not Marvel. Like, right. Don't need him in there. So, um, you know, fortune's sure, hot garbage for me. What are his powers? Um,
1: what are, what are his powers? What he's can he just do? like spider? He sticks to walls. That's it. There's nothing new. There's nothing. Yeah. New he, well, he's, he's got, got like six, six eyes and he
0: has like, he's got like, he looks like a spider. He's got like six eyes when he doesn't have his mask on. What? And uh, he's got like a fang. He's got like two fangs or whatever. Because so, you see him like when he opens his mouth with the mask on, he actually looks like a spider instead of like obviously Peter or any of the other spider characters don't. You never see their face, right? You never see their mouth. So it's, it is what it is. And he's some, you know, again, some little kid. So, mm-hmm. um the death of the Venom verse number two came out this week, which was, you know, again, interesting. They had the kid Venom. It is what it is as like a backup story. but the loving the whole carnage thing going through the universes and trying to kill all the venom codexes with, uh, you got Venom uh, you got virus and Annie, you know, mm-hmm. trying to stop him as well, like going through the multiverses. So that that's been fun. And, um, I guess my pick of the week, and this was actually last week's holdover that I didn't talk about was the, the, you know, we talked about the what if dark stuff, right? Yeah. And I remember when we originally talked about this, all I remember knowing was the Loki one and the spider Gwen one, but they obviously this week you had the, what if, Moon Knight, and I didn't read it because I didn't really know too much of the Moon Knight series, so I didn't really want to read it because I felt like I'd be completely lost. But the What If Dark thing from last week, I don't know if you read that one, mm-hmm. Zach. No, I don't read Yeah. So it's that, it's interesting. So it, it's, it's basically set in the 80s. It picks up after Secret Wars, where basically what happens is um, it happens where Reed takes the black suit spider, you know, the, the symbiote mm-hmm. from Peter he doesn't give it back to Peter. So when they get back from battle world, it's basically in like the um, fantastic four tower. Right. And like, it's just there. And basically grim, Ben Grimm is like tired. You know, he's like, Oh, when are you going to help me? When are you going to help me type of thing? And he ends up taking the symbiote suit and becoming venom, like as hmm. the thing. And what's interesting of having it attached to him is the symbiote actually basically can change him back into a human. Yeah, so he all you know, he's like he doesn't want to give it up. And then lo and behold, he he runs into the lizard. And obviously, if you've read the original Secret Wars, the lizard is there. So he ends up trying to help Ben by removing the symbiote, but also leaving him human. Doesn't end so well. Then the lizard ends up taking the venom symbiote and he becomes venom um, and does some crazy things to the Fantastic Four. And I'll leave it at that. So I want you to go pick it up if you haven't read it, but definitely pick of the week from last week's holdover was the what if dark uh, thing issue, which is very interesting just because again, it the way it's where it's set in the Marvel universe. Yeah. The time. Yeah. Yeah. Very awesome. So, all right. So uh, before we get out of here, season three, episode 33, appreciate all of our old listeners, new listeners. And uh, of course, you know, where you can always find us on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Google podcasts, itunes everywhere else but um again shout out to our uh, friend and co-collab with james from mad love comics james really appreciate you on this episode yeah, um learned so much
2: oh, thank uh, you for having me it was fun uh
0: again why don't you uh let people know where they can find you and any last words
2: uh the the biggest is uh the websites uh, madlovecomics.com instagram links and all that stuff's on there and uh i guess the last words would be uh just support artists
0: oh yeah oh yeah uh and to make sure you definitely yeah, you know, again people seriously like i know it's not a comic book it's a comic book but for my artist fans out there definitely go out and, and you know check out the website if you have never you know seen james's uh website or his instagram i mean there's there's always so much and there's again like zach said there's something for everybody so Again, James, again, appreciate you coming on here. Uh, Zach, closing words before we get out of here? All good. All good. All right, people. Um, You know me, I'm always doing whatnot sales. Find me on whatnot. Oh, and James also has a whatnot. So make sure you follow James Um, as well. He does some shows up there that I usually every now and then pick up some books if I'm not picking them up on the website. So um, that's it, everybody. Uh, We will catch you all next week. Peace out.
2: Thanks,
1: guys.